Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you're like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, buddies. Like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I am it's right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, <laughs> we, we have four color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things right, Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> podcast we're talking about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff uh it's every saturday the most action-packed day of the week with ryan and ian yeah where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks uh and pizza and beer (laughs) i like those things (laughs) isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about nope let's move forward the dark recesses of the stuff and things podcast network where only the brave dare dwell not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Oh, yes. Jurassic Price, <laughs> and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. <laughs> and of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Oh. Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box the is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Beer, also, okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. 
Welcome to Super Action Bros, a podcast to talk about movies with explosions and car chases. I'm chewing bubble gum, but I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> I'm Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Ian. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super Action Bros. This is the episode where we talk about uh, the late Rowdy Roddy Piper's action movie the extravaganza directed by John Carpenter. <laughs> Known as They Live. They but before live. we get to They Live, uh, we want to go ahead and uh, let you guys know how you can reach out to us. And uh, if you like things that we do, say, hey, I want to I wanna be involved in that. Hey. Um, and but for, besides, I forgot to mention, we did get some tweets last time, but we haven't gotten the full tweet story. So, Charlie, True. if you're listening, tell us, uh, yeah, you tell us why we're wrong. Us. You'll know what it is we're talking about. Tell us why we're wrong. Yeah, uh, I want to know. Can you show me? Uh, no. <laughs> Not until he sends me a message. Are you talking about a song? I can feel it Just ignore him. Sorry. <laughs> I was in the Phil Collins mode for a second there. That's what I said. I want to know. Can you show me? No, I got it. I, no, you got the Disney? I get the one? joke. I get the joke. Yeah, it's anyway, let's talk about Disney's good. greatest movie, They Live. Um, before we get to that, no, I'm just kidding. It's not a Disney movie. That'd be amazing, though. Um, so uh, there's a couple ways you can reach out to us if you like the things that we do and you want to get in touch. Uh, way number one is through our website, superactionbros.com. It's a Tumblr blog. So you can follow us on Tumblr and get updates as new episodes come out. Uh, also post fun gifts and stuff. Yep. A lot of neat it's stuff. Tumblr, it's on there. It's fun. Um, and you can also uh, reach out to us a couple different ways on the sidebar of that page. There's a couple different links. Link number one is to subscribe to us on iTunes. So you can do that and you can get new episodes as they come out right on your iOS device. Uh, you can also reach out to us via social media. Uh, we do have a Twitter account, so you can reach out to us via Twitter. Uh, our show uh, Twitter page is at Super Action Bros. You can also reach us individually. For me, Ian, it's at iRich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. I'm on Twitter, too, at Ryan Roop. That's R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. You can also reach out to us via Facebook. We do have facebook page as well as a uh, little profile on website called letterboxd it's a movie uh, website that's a social media movie review site so you can get your own free account there at letterboxd letterboxd.com um and you can also reach out to us via uh via the old uh, the old stuff and things network website at stuff and things network.com we're part of the stuff and things podcast network so you can reach out to us there if you'd like to uh like to check that out. So, write um, us a review on iTunes. Yeah, please, please do that. Re- reach out to us in any way. We like yeah, from you. Yeah, Facebook messages all. Tell us how we're wrong about the movies that we like. Maybe you love or Mission Impossible too. Maybe right. you'll, maybe you like when Tom Cruise is kissing pretty ladies, even though you know it's a lie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, good for him. You know what? I hear I hear he's getting out of Scientology. Good for him. I had to mention that last time. But um, anyway, though. Okay, so enough about that stuff. Let's talk about They Live. Speaking of, of strange non-human people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so They Live, 1988, John Carpenter movie. We've watched another John Carpenter yes, movie. Yes, that's Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. This is very much like in the same spirit, I feel. I feel like, well, because John Carpenter's, like his history in film is that he dropped out of film school because he was too busy making movies. Yeah. To learn about making movies. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to learn, though. When you I guess, say, yeah. Well, and and then and then one of his first movies was Dark Star, the movie that. Oh man, we that, gotta watch that. That led to Alien. Hey, and fun fact about Dark Star. Yeah. Free shout out for Welcome to the Basement. That's how I found out about Dark Star. Oh, did you? Dark Star nice. is wacky. It's weird. It's super weird. It's like space truckers. <laughs> like space oh, garbage man. I'm into that. Understand. It's weird. It's weird. Um, but I, I watched a review of it. It's pretty great. We should watch that at some point. But this movie is classic, and I feel like we need to get this out of the way right now. But but first let's um but so so they live is is the the main inspiration for uh for one Shepherd Fairy yes. uh, of Obey. Um before Obey was a a um company that made clothes. Um 
it was uh, it was an art project started by a street artist named Shepard Ferry in mm-hmm. the the '90s and, and early 2000s, uh, and he got at least the idea of big signs that say "Obey" from this movie. This movie, uh, he got the the drawing and stuff like that from uh, a picture of of everybody's favorite wrestler, Andre the Giant. Yes, but um, you know wrestlers and obeying. Shepard Fairey just had to throw that out there. Now that now that we've cleared the it's about very that. clear once you see this movie, you're like, oh, that's where he got. It. It's not so much ripped off; it's more of a loving, a loving homage. homage. There's yeah. a lot of loving homages to this movie. Like and this movie thing. is this movie has a has like a cult following. This movie cl- casts a long shadow over over American action movies. Like let's it's, be honest, it's weird because people mention like aliens or monsters. I've seen the aliens in this movie. Like I've seen them a yeah. lot. Oh yeah, but. Like up until like honestly, and it sounds stupid. You're probably you guys are all gonna shun me. Up until a few years ago, I had no idea this is where they came from. Yeah, it's funny that this movie. Um, I, I feel like this. Uh, this is one of those movies that that like I haven't seen or I, until now, and like a lot of people I know are like familiar with it. Uh-huh. They're familiar with the concept, the Rowdy Rowdy Piper, the sunglasses, the aliens, but. But hardly anybody's seen it, and it really bums yeah. me out because it's it's a really good movie. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's but, a lot but deeper than you would time, expect for a movie that like. But at the same time, the plotting, the the movement of the movie, the way the movie moves forward, a is still l- very slow. Kind of nineteen eighties. We haven't gotten a full grasp on on that Michael Bay second half yet. No, it's true. Um, but it's very different than what we watched last time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, let's you know let's do cast and crew and all that. All so that nonsense. of course we mentioned the director John Carpenter, yeah, um, who you may know from other things uh, such as uh, if you're looking at his action movie work. Uh, oh, actually I forgot he did also two other action movies. I mm. totally forgot and totally missed out on. I can't believe he knew how to he knows how to direct action. Yes, he does. Uh, Escape from L.A. and or yep. Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. Mm-hmm. We need to watch one or both. Uh, of we need to watch movies. one or both of them. But he's also really well known for his um, for his for his uh, horror work. Horror work, uh, mainly uh, the uh, let's see, mainly Halloween, yeah. uh, the first uh, Halloween movie, um, as well. Did he do the second one as well? I'm pretty sure he did. Let sure, me check let's that go out. with let's check yes. it. His let's check. I'm gonna check out his filmography. Um, yeah, he directed. Uh, let's see. Dark Star, Assault, the original Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Yep. Uh, Halloween. Uh, let's see. He did an Elvis TV movie. He did The Fog, of uh, The Thing, another John Carpenter movie. Yep. It's kind of a horror action movie. Uh, let's see. Big Obviously, Trouble. Like Christine. Big trouble. Oh, I didn't know he did Christine. Oh, wow. Yeah, Starman. Big Trouble. Little China. They live. Let's see. Body bags. Yeah. He hasn't uh, anything good in a while. No. Last thing he did that was that was like an actual thing was uh, he did a movie called The Ward in 2010, which I remember hearing actually some good things. Oh, about okay, that. with with Amber. Um, but the last action movie he did was a little movie called Ghosts of Mars. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is <laughs> he comes from the like Rick, Richard Corbin school of like, well, we've got some time and we have some people. Let's make a movie. Let's make a movie. Yeah. Like like he he doesn't. He's oh, the not, alien in Dark Star is a beach ball. Yeah, he doesn't mess around. <laughs> it literally is a beach ball. But painted. it's I don't know. There's there's something there's something kind of awesome about that. It's it's similar to like the Richard Rodriguez, no Robert, Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez, the like because he's because John Carpenter directs, writes, edits, usually produces, usually records the soundtrack himself. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's he very Robert Rodriguez. He just well Robert Rodriguez is very John yeah Carpenter, exactly. You want to go that exactly. way exactly. Um, but I mean like he just he's he's a movie making machine. Yes. Uh, and so technically he's the writer of this movie. He, but the writing of this movie is credited, uh, as Frank Armitage because it's based on a, a 1950s short science fiction story called eight o'clock in the morning written by Ray Nelson. 
and then it's further based on a uh, a comic book story from uh, from EC Comics in the in the early '80s, uh, which was called Nada after the the main character's name George Nada, who they changed to Rowdy Rowdy Piper. But he's still basically the no, same his guy. name is Nada in the movie. Yeah, he is, but but nobody ever really calls him that. No, and and so uh, when 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 uh, John Carpenter wrote the movie, he's like, well, I took a lot from you know the book that it's obviously based on, but a, but a lot of the interpretation of it. Uh, the visual interpretation is based on that comic, and, and so he he didn't take full credit for the writing, so he he made up a name, uh, and and that's the writing of the movie. So this movie doesn't really have a lot of big name actors in it. We well, have Rowdy Roddy Piper, of course. We do. Um, we have second appearance in the show, Keith David. Yeah, Keith David, um, who apparently this the this part was written for Keith David. He's, I guess he's, uh, this he's wasn't in his thing. first. This wasn't his, yeah, his first John Carpenter movie. Yeah, he was in the German thing. Movie, yeah, uh, Keith David. His most recent thing that makes me, helps me remember him is he's the Shadow Man. Yes, in uh, he in, is. That's correct. That uh, that Disney movie. I just remember him from in Princess and the I remember Frog. Him from, he's been in a lot of. He's things. also the voice of the cat in Coraline. Yeah. I watch a lot of children's movies. You know what he also aware. is too. If you remember the movie, there's something about Mary. Uh, I forgot about this. How'd you get the beans above the Franks? No, you don't remember that? Seen that movie. You've never seen that movie? Oh gosh! So Ben Stiller accidentally zips himself up. Oh okay. And and he's as he's take as he's taking uh, Cameron Diaz to prom. Like oh. she's the hot girl in school, and but she's very sweet. He asks her out to go to the prom. She's like, yeah. Or, actually, no. She asks him, like, do you want to go? And he's like, yeah, okay, yeah. And so he's like peeing at their house, taking a, a pee at their house, and then it's a Fairly Brothers movie. So it's just it's it's potty humor. It's like yeah, Dumb and Dumber, thing. Kingpin. Yeah. But that's his famous line is, how'd you get the, the beans above the Franks? Mm. And I'm going to let you put that together yourself. Yeah, yeah, and then right. they show it, and it's, oh, God. Do they really show <laughs> it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's right. prosthetic. But it's like, of course. oh, man. I'll, sh- I'll, I'll show you a picture of no, it. No, that's okay. No, it's funny. You'll be like, okay. oh, man, why? <laughs> so Keith David. Yes. He's a uh, stepdad in the movie because obviously he is black. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> besides that, you know, there's not a whole lot. It's it's a uh, he's it's, a he's a character actor. You see him in things here and there. He's like he has a very distinctive voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the thing about Keith. Good, he's got a very distinctive voice. voice. He's he's on Archer. Apparently, he's been on yeah. a couple of Archer. But but besides that, in the movie, the actors uh, George Buck Flower, who was in Back to the Future and Back to the Future Two. Um, what? As who? Uh, I don't know. He's in it. Hold That's on, all the internet hold says. On. Let's find out. Um, he's the he's the guy who is a who in this movie is sort of a. Uh, a homeless man at the beginning, and then at the end, he's in a tuxedo, and he's just sort of giving them the grand tour, explaining the way the aliens are controlling our brains. Or whatever. Back to the Future. That's that's Back to the me. Future actually predates this movie. Think about it. Yes, um, I'm gonna look into this. Continue. He's not even the only person in this movie who was in Back to the Future. Um, Back to the Future. He's oh oh I know who he is. Oh my God, really? He's the bum. Yeah, he plays. He's a, red. The he bum. Plays, he plays a good he bum. Crazy drunk driver. That one. Yeah. Oh, man. He's got a character name. His name's not Bum. His name is Red. In that movie. Yes. Red the Bum. Yes. It says it very specifically. No, it doesn't say it here for Back to the Future 2. It just says Bum. Uh, also, um, so we've got uh, Peter Jason in this movie, who's a, who's a that guy actor, but like I recognize him. Like You look at his face, and you're like, oh, I've seen that guy. And he's an adaptation in Mortal Kombat. And, Peter um, Jason. He just he just has one of those. Oh he, yeah, yeah. He does a lot of video game voices now. He's on an episode. Who was of he in Mortal Kombat? He was, you know, the. Oh, uh, now I need to know. Keep he going. F- he fought people. I don't know. And we'll be watching more. that movie. We'll be watching Mortal Kombat soon enough. Other than that, Boyd. I don't know who that was. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a it's a cast of of you know budget actors. Yeah, yeah. This is a B movie. Yes, let's be straight up about it. This is 
I mean, there was a time, ladies and gentlemen, in the United States of America where action movies were B movies. Yes. And, and, you know, we don't have to talk about the history of the word B movie, the phrase B movie, but it's the second movie. It's not the, the A movie. You don't yeah. go to see an, a B movie. You go to see Singing in the Rain and, and before it is, so, I don't know. The Blob. Yeah, The Blob. I see, I've seen that. <laughs> I've but, seen the original Blob with Steve, with Steve McQueen. That's true. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Not the new Blob, the original yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the, the new one. That movie theater still stands, by the way. There's a whole Blob the festival. Saw, oh, okay. In, in the, the one in the Blob. Okay. I was confused. I think the movie that you no. theater that you saw the blob. No, 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 right. That's I saw great. The blob at home. I went through a horror. I, when I was younger, and I still like horror movies a lot. I went through a big horror movie like phase. Like my dad stopped renting after a while. When I was like probably about ten or eleven, before I realized, oh man, I got only a few good years of free candy getting left. Let's get on with this. <laughs> I went a few years where I was too cool for school to go trick or treating. So my dad uh, would rent me horror movies on Halloween, and I'd watch like Halloween, and I'd watch. No, we weren't allowed to watch horror movies. In I, my know, house. I know. The, the scariest. <laughs> that's the probably scariest why. Movie. Scariest we got was Twilight Zone. Those are, and some Original of those can Black be pretty scary. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Talking Tina one messed me up. For oh a long man! Time. Oh, Though oh. there's this book. Okay, you're nearby there, and you might. I don't know if you have a library card. Do you have a library card? Yes, of course. I See do. if they still have this book that I rented a lot from childhood. If you go to the Rancho, you don't call it renting. You, you just call it checking out. If you a check. Library. Okay, fine. If you go to the Rancho Santa Maria Library, yeah, and this coffee table book uh-huh. that was called like Visions from the Twilight Zone. Ooh, and it was literally a coffee table book with a lot of, but it was creepy. Like the whole section for the Eye of the Beholder My episode. Talkie Tina. But they had the whole Eye of the Beholder part with like the they had the whole episode pretty much like scripted oh, out. Nice. And that like freaked me out. Like the images in there, just like really, it's creepy looking when you see them still. It's weird. In a lot of ways, <laughs> I this love is, the Twilight Zone. Though. The, there's there's a lot of Twilight Zony and and. It's, it's one it's, of my favorite series of all time. This movie seems very Twilight Zone. Yeah, I would agree with that. But Absolutely. I, but I, I think that. It, but if like the twi- in the Twilight Zone, instead of being like, "Oh God, no!" They're like, "Yeah, let's go <laughs> kill let's them all, shoot them all." Well, it's like an '80s. You know what it is? It's like I know there was an '80s Twilight Zone ep- Twilight Zone was, series, but it feels like if you take an old episode of the Twilight Zone, but you put an '80s action hero in it. And you, and you and you made it rated R. Yeah, that's yeah. what this is. That's and totally you let boobs be in there. <laughs> well, for for right. There was some surprise boobs. It's a surprise. We, we haven't right seen, in the last. We haven't seen surprise movie. boobs in a long time. It's now true. to be the, we Mission Impossible Two. I didn't movies. mention this. Walk the line. She didn't wear a bra most of that movie. No, that's true. <laughs> but surprise boobs in here right at the end. Surprise boobs. It's true. The ending of this movie is fantastic. By the way, <laughs> we won't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. It's so good. <laughs> oh man. Um, I but, feel because like, I watched this with you at your house. I feel like your wife might have looked up at that moment, like, "What the?" She did. She she <laughs> later was like, "Ah, this didn't look like the kind of movie I would have enjoyed." Because she was working the whole time. I was like, "You didn't watch it. You don't know." Yeah, she seemed she seemed very much like because when I left, she was very much like, "Bye." I was like, "Oh, you were busy." I I feel like was she mad at me? Did I do something? Nah, she was just, just busy. Yeah. So, um, um, but anyway, okay. So we have. We mentioned our cast. We mentioned uh, who else is in here. Anybody else of any note? No, no, not really. So let's talk about the MacGuffin in the movie. Ryan is there. First of all, sure. You, th- you think that what is a MacGuffin? MacGuffin is a it's a you know kind of a classic Alfred Hitchcock filmmaking term. Uh, generally means it's the thing that everybody's trying to get in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't done a, an analogy in a while. No. Um, in in this movie, it's no, I <laughs> can't do that. In, okay. uh, in Titanic, here we go. It's, no, 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 it's no, 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 no. The here we go. It's the iceberg. In the first Mission Impossible movie, we'll do oh, something different ooh, than, than it's, it's, it's the, the knock list. list. Yeah, and in this movie, it's a little kind of rough. It's kind of more like you gotta kind of touchy feely a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's almost exposing like exposing the truth. It's expo- like for for the humans, and, I mean, exposing the truth for the aliens, keeping the humans in subjugation. And so we're we're cheating here because there's not. A, and somebody called us out on on iTunes, is why I'm bringing this up. So we don't. 
don't we, we stretch don't, the definition we stretch it we, we just we do tend it, to try use to make it to mean fit. themes and and motivation like what's the big things? reason people are doing yeah. things i'm mostly a, a classic mcguffin is meant to be an object yeah in fact i think when we have a classic mcguffin we should start pointing it out okay sure. so like we talked like about mission impossible, impossible too, too. Yeah. we had a classic mcguffin there yeah, was a exactly. physical object a thing that people were trying to get in the movie yeah and it so, was the female lead character. It was um, Chimera. <laughs> that might as well have been her name. Whatever. Yeah. I don't even remember. Anyway, I'm still I'm still reeling from that. Yeah. Um. So, but the, but yeah, this movie I would say name? I would say I mean it depends for the human characters. Absolutely, it's like exposing the truth. Yeah. You're right. For 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 the for the aliens, it's keeping the people subjugated. You could you could almost say it it is it is a battle for the freedom of the human race. So. I went, yeah. So I went. So let me let me tell you about a fun story. Sure, I like fun stories, folks. Right before, if you've seen this movie, you'll understand why this is genius. And if you don't, we'll explain why. Okay. So right before I saw this movie, does this have to do with your roommate's Totino's pizza roll sunglasses? What? No, no. But he got those from Comic Con for free. But I mean, does when he wears them, does he just see pizza rolls everywhere? No, 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 no. But um, (laughs) I don't believe you. So, so. Right before these are this, delicious. These pizza. Right before I watched this movie, I was cleaning out the closet in my house because they had to have some work done in my house. Uh-huh. So uh, I cleaned up the closet. And so when I was cleaning it, I found some Christmas and birthday cards that I had lost. Aww. And so I was like, "Oh, these have Visa like gift cards in them. I should go." I'm going on a plane flight, you know. So when you guys hear this, I'll be back for the plane flight. So hopefully, Ryan and I survived because we're both going. Jeez. <laughs> This could be our last will and testament, Ryan. Good, good Lord. This I could apologize be apologize in advance. <laughs> okay, tell your story. Anyway, so I was like, you know what would be a good thing to get? Some headphones. Because I've I flown on a plane last few times, and I keep seeing all these people with these nice Bose noise-canceling headphones. And I should get some headphones that I can like. I don't have like a nice pair of listening headphones. I got the mm. recording ones, yeah, yeah. but they don't they don't, they don't cancel do good noise, for listening. So they, they don't do good for listening. And I'll tell you, man, Bose knows what they're doing. Um, <laughs> what? You don't, you don't agree? <laughs> No, it sounded like you said Bo knows. No, I said Bo knows what they're doing. Bozo knows. Um, so I went to tar- I went to uh, Best Buy football. and I spent my stuff buying Bono's headphones. Baseball. And right after that, I watched They Live. Now the irony behind that is mm-hmm. this movie is all about how these aliens want us to consume <laughs> and buy things and live in this world and obey and do all the things, follow the rules, strive for wealth. And the only way he, that the person in this movie can see that is by the special set of sunglasses. Roddy Roddy Piper gets these sunglasses. He's like an average. He finds them. Well, he's, he's a, a he's a no count drifter. He's a yeah, but he's like, but he seems to believe in the beginning. He's like, I believe in the American dream. I believe, America. you know, in America, and I believe in all he's this. From he seems Colorado. Like, he seems like a good guy. Yeah. Um, and this movie takes place in L.A., so he's like homeless essentially. Yeah. And uh, we find out there's this whole group, of underground group, who's trying to expose the fact that this world is pretty much run by corporate aliens. Essentially, yeah. that's the easiest way to put it. It's, it's and they're it's living like among banal, us. Banal, boring corporate aliens yeah. who, you know, they, they choose if you're rich or not. And now the thing is, when you watch this movie and you Sad. think about the world we live in now, you, it's uh, even more relevant than it was back then. I'm watching this movie and I turn and I'm like, dude, this movie's bumming me out right now. So like, I watch this movie too close to home. I watch this movie and I'm seeing all this consumerism. I'm seeing uh, this guy seeing through these sunglasses, all this horrible stuff. And so it really hits me hard because the next day. I go out and buy a new pair of sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. I think this did. movie was like sunglasses, sunglasses. Those sunglasses are pretty cool. Yeah. Well, to I want some. Apparently, yeah. Rowdy Rowdy Piper used to sell them at conventions. Good but they for said him. They live on the side. But oh, I don't yeah, care. I'd should. take it. I'd take it. 
But I don't know if you can still buy them or not. I went to his website and the his link had been taken website. down for it. He yeah. does have a podcast. He did have a, or well, did, did yeah. have a podcast. That's a bummer. Fellow podcaster. Talk. But this movie is like, it's, it's it's very it feels has a very similar tone and feel to Big Trouble in Little China. It does, except the opposite here happens. Like Rowdy Roddy Piper can actually beat people up. Well, in the Big Trouble in Little <laughs> China, they have this guy set up as like this awesome guy, and he never does anything successfully. And in Rowdy Roddy Piper, in blah, in in uh, they live, they have this guy, and he's just sort of like whatever, like some some. Dude. But he seems really mild mannered in the beginning. He's he seems really very like, nice. But then he goes and kicks lots of butt. Yeah, because it's, what happens? It's sort is of the he, opposite transformation. Oh yeah, because he sees he's like he's like I believe in America and I believe in all this stuff. And then he sees like wait a minute, this is just corporate greed by these weird freaky alien things. The American Man. dream is a lie. Some of the lines in this movie he has are I mean, there's of course there's the I came here to do things like chew bu- uh, kick, kick ass and chew bubble gum. Yeah, and I'm all out of bubble or it's chew bubble gum kick ass, but I'm all out of bubble gum, which was apparently ad libbed. Oh my god! But but because. Rowdy, I mean, it's okay. He was, let's, let's, he let's was get a, this, let's get he this was out. a professional wrestler. Let's get this out of the way first. Sure. Rowdy Roddy Piper is not a bad actor. No, he's totally not. He does a really good job in There's this. There's not you a lot it, of acting it. range in this movie, but he does stuff. He, there's points where you would feel like somebody who's bad at acting would want to speak. But he yeah. does a lot of facial expression. He does. This he's is a lot he's of like very taciturn. He doesn't yes. talk a lot in this no, movie. No, 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 no. He's kind of the silent hero type until he gets the glasses. Then he's te- then he's telling he's people off. He's talking all the time. He's telling people that hey, ugly. You look weird. You're fine, but you you are ugly. And Shotgun like, blast to the chest. He can see it. And they all yeah, all the aliens talk through their watches like they're Tracy. Watches like they're Tracy. Like their Apple, Apple watches. watches. <gasps> I, I looked over at Ryan when we were watching this. So I was like, let me just see what time it. <gasps> <laughs> Ian's one of them. <laughs> I'm one of them. I'm, I'm, I'm buying not, in. I I'm buying into it. I was telling Ryan, like, what if they made posters where, like, you put on special glasses and you, it suddenly says, like, obey on it or what was it? Mary Black and Light Mar- posters was, or something? There's one that was, like, Mary and reproduce. Like, oh, yeah. The one that tickled Ryan the most, though, was when he looked at the money and the money said, <laughs> this, this is, is your God. God. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. It is so true. And, I like, mean, and the, not to get all not the to magazines get, like, are like that. They say consume. Not to get weirdly political on you guys because I don't. You know, I, I want you to be able to enjoy this podcast, whether or not you. But this share is a movie. This is a movie that's very has a very clear message. Oh yeah, a very as silly as it is, message. it's a very political message. As good like any good B movie or horror movie does, there's usually a message in it of some. That's sort. true. That's true. Even even like a like a George Romero kind of movie, they do yeah. have that message. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, and, this and has this. Then this has the same message as as, as Dawn of the Dead because Dawn of the Dead takes place in a mall and all yeah. these people. There's just zombies in a mall. <laughs> Come on, I get it. Come get on, it. get it's, it. That one's get it. You're the zombie if you shop at malls. I shopped at a mall that next day. To we buy used sunglasses. to. We used to work at a mall. We did. <laughs> now we don't. Now <sighs> Those we work for dark times. All right. Um. Yeah, but I mean, like this movie is is basically a hardcore indictment of of consumerism and oh, yeah. and American corporate Far and culture. Away. Far and away. I think that it is impressively relevant now in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially considering sort of the. I don't know stuff I read on Tumblr and Twitter and things like that. Uh, I don't know. I feel like like I watched this movie and and part of me is like this sucks because this is intended to be a joke in the movie. This is basically what life is actually like. Yeah. And and at the same time, it's like well, you know, but but you know, it's it's not that bad, you know. But but at the same time, like American Dream is, I don't know, man. Like I, I I'm trying really hard not to just be like, not to turn into you know Captain socialism or whatever but like okay but the, but i guess i mean if you think about the time period this movie was made the late 80s reagan reagan yeah all about this stuff you yeah, know seriously consume 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 
um, I mean, it, it's it's funny because it is almost like a comic, like a like a horror comic book meets like a Twilight Zone episode. But like, I don't know. I feel like if they made this movie now, it, this movie is just as relevant now. Yeah. If not more so, because in this movie, it's like the TV is the thing everyone's stuck to. But now it's like we all have TVs on us all the time. We all are constantly looking at little screens. And I know you're really excited about the idea of somebody remaking this movie. Well, they've been talking about is, it a lot. It's been talked about, but nothing official has been announced. I know. But I feel like this is a movie that you could really easily ruin. Oh, well, you could. Absolutely. And and I feel like I'd given be exci- given the way remakes happen in, in 2015 America, that's why you it need, will be ruined that's why you need, if it gets made. That's why if you need somebody remade. like, okay, let me, I'm going to throw this one out here. And I, want you, I want you to tell me what you think about so this. We're going to talk about things that happen in the movie. I and, I know, and I know he's kind of made movies that are like this, but uh-huh, I, and uh-huh. especially his last movie that was his own that he made. What if Edgar Wright redid this? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I... The only reason I would say I don't want Edgar Wright to make this to remake this is because I want I really like Edgar Wright's original story. Who would you but who would you think would be a good director for this? Oh man, who could I, adapt this into a new good movie? Somebody like Edgar Wright would yeah. be excellent. Somebody who can who can who can who can balance well action, humor, and feeling. You know who could do it? Even though you haven't seen it, we should watch this at some point. We'll put huh. it on the list. You, the guys who did Zombieland should do this. Okay, I okay. feel like they could do what a really have good they job. Done? Uh, that's a good question. Cool story. Uh, my favorite line in that movie. Because do you, do you know the Bill Murray's in that movie? I do know that Bill Murray's. Do you in that know movie. my fa- the, my favorite line? No, I haven't seen it. So no. He dies. He dies. But before he dies, before he dies, Emma Stone says, "Do you have any regrets?" And he goes, "No, none. Well, maybe Garfield." <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh man, bless that movie. And he plays then, himself. I'm yes, and Jesse Eisenberg plays himself, and Woody Harrelson plays himself. Oh, Jesse Eisenberg. You mean you mean uh, Mark Zuckerberg? Mark Zuckerberg. Le- Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Lex, <laughs> Lex Zuckerberg. Yes. <laughs> Pick the right guy for that. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that it could be re- if if done right. If you let somebody who really loves the content or the or the source material really gets this movie, say go ahead and remake it, modernize it. But what if Zack Snyder did it? But I don't think they would get something like that. But I'm. I think if they were to yeah, redo it, I think what they would do if they redid it would make it more like an Anchorman style movie. See, and, and that could be and dumb. That too. could that could be really dumb. As much as I love those movies, I don't think this fits. You need something where it's like it's because this is kind of it, it's kind of funny because they all all the aliens look so silly and ridiculous. Yeah, and there is a lot of silly weird stuff. Especially, I mean, it's fun. This movie is funny as well. It does have it some is. like oh, comedy yeah. beats. Yeah. Um, but it, it's also you got to have like that line of seriousness too. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk yeah, about it's. It's sort of yeah. like it's 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 a dark comedy. Yes, it really is. It's really like it's oh, really if, dark. This is gonna be weird. Ready for this? All right, all right, all right. It'll never Fan happen. It'll never happen. Let's hear it. The Coen Brothers. It'll right. never happen. But think oh, about but it. What if it did? <laughs> you know who I don't want to get my their hands on it? What? Tim Burton. Oh yeah. No. No. Heck no. No, no, he already did Mars Attacks. He already destroyed an old property like that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although Mars Attacks, no, I'm not going to lie. Mars Attacks has some funny parts in it. I know you it's un- like Tim Burton. I do. I like certain things Tim Burton does. I don't like modern Tim Burton. The last Tim Burton movie, actually, I heard Frankenweenie was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed but, the short. But in a way, that's sort of Tim Burton remaking Tim Burton. But yeah, he's doing himself. Like when yeah. Tim Burton does his own stuff, it's usually pretty okay. When he writes his own things or mm-hmm. does something that. Like honestly, they're making a Beetlejuice sequel. It's happening. I'm gonna see it. Wow. I love Beetlejuice. I think Be- I think the first Beetlejuice movie is great. That's the it only is. that's the only role Michael Keaton's like. Yeah, I'll happily do that again. Good for Michael Keaton. <laughs> he needs <laughs> money. Unlike Batman. No, nah, no, nah, he made that. Uh, he made that that bird movie. Yeah, he won. A, he he almost won an Academy Award. It's true. He didn't, but he. Sh- but uh, honestly, 
come on, give it to All me. right, so we got to talk about some action scenes. <laughs> All right, so there and there was one big one. The, the fight. Real, the fight between Keith David and where all Rowdy Roddy Piper wants him to do is put on some sunglasses. Oh man. So 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 background <laughs> on this, uh this was really going to be like a 20 second fight scene. But the two of them, one of them being a professional wrestler, the other being a big dude named Keith David, decided let's choreograph a fight scene. And they figured it out on their own. And they're like, hey, John Carpenter, you know how I'm a professional wrestler, right? Yes. We made this fight scene. Okay. And John Carpenter is like, all right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Great. And that seems like, that totally seems like something he would do, though. But based on how you're describing he makes movies, which is, all right, cool. You guys did it. Let's do it. Let's put it in there. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. That fits. By me. Oh, man, the fight scene goes on forever. Apparently, it's been homaged a ton of times. Oh, it's so good, though, because yeah. it's, it's actual physical. There's a lot of physicality to it. Oh, man, it, it feels, and it's, and it's funny. And because it feels real. It feels like a back alley brawl. <laughs> but it, like, it it betrays the, the like, 1980s B-moviness of the movie uh-huh. because the sound effects feel so fake. And <laughs> But they, the sound effects sound super fake, like super fake punches, but the punches look real. Like, the, <laughs> the actual hits look realer than the sound effects sell them. Yes, with. that's true. It's That's almost true. worse with because it, it's like the the standard like poosh, yeah, but it's but it looks like he's actually hitting him in the face. Can we also talk about? Oh I man, f- and they just tear each other up. And the, and the greatest scene is when them, they both just sort of limp into a hotel and they're like, "We need a room." And that's not. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both just like like their faces Beats are distorted yeah. distorted. The makeup's yeah. great because they just like made their faces weirdly swollen. I feel in different like ways. I feel like Rowdy Rowdy. If they just like looked, stung them with bees yeah. a bunch of bees. <laughs> All right, guys, stick your head in this box of bees, and well, then we'll shoot the and scene. And then the end of the movie gets really weird. Like, so they go to this underground thing where all these people have realized. Oh, and yeah, then the, that's when they take And then the aliens the break in. We find level. out that the aliens are partnering with, like, humans. Like, humans are basically saying, okay, yeah, they're we're basically like, subjugated. They're basically like, look, I know that you know that we're aliens, but we'll make you super rich, and you just don't tell anybody. And the humans are like, all right. Cool. And, then and then I'm pretty and sure that, to, that, that you most can go of the to people, our, our, pre- our pleasure planet. Pretty sure that everybody on our planet, all the humans in real life right now would be like yeah no no i'm cool with that give i wouldn't me, be give me the money and they, they don't they get to teleport them to like some like pleasure planet or something uh there's definitely some teleporting involved i wasn't clear whether that was humans or not uh, well, or, or it the, doesn't or really matter people. it doesn't really matter yeah. but like <laughs> during the movie i noticed this and ryan was kind of bummed out that i noticed it uh-huh they oh, yeah. have some proper using in this movie. They're, they're using the alien detect- scanners that they're using to detect Rowdy Roddy Piper is a, a PKE meter from, <laughs> from Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. I'm like, hey, I know that. I'm like, this is before props were like sacred. Like, oh, don't touch them. That movie was a hit. They're like, uh, all right, split paint black. We're gonna use it. It was already black in the in the in because it was literally the same exact way it looked as the go- in Ghostbusters. It's like somebody had it in a drawer. Like some like maybe John Carpenter got it. I guess like a present from I don't know. From no, they they just like uh, let's go to prop warehouse. Hey guys, we need some props for this movie. Oh, here you go. There you go. <laughs> Bring them back when you're done. But like the way this movie ends, by the way, so it ends with Rowdy Rowdy Piper destroying the signal that's preventing humans from seeing all this stuff. So after he, after like a like a like a, a gun, fantastic a gun and, battle. And oh and man, again, there are gunfights out the butt in this movie. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, uh, no, you know what? You know what? It, it makes they say, me think of. I said butt. Um, this is it's structured very much like a like a classic video game. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Where it's where you're going, you're going up a building. Each level, you you get new bad guys that you have to fight, new terrain that you have to fight through. It, it reminds me of like a like an early like Wolfenstein or Doom or something like that. Oh yeah, for where sure. you're just going through and shooting these guys, picking up a new gun, shooting these guys. <laughs> you know, oh watch out there down that hallway. Watch out there down this hallway. Yep. Um, oh, and the guns in this movie—it's that classic like like cross 
cross like light spray oh, where yeah. it's like it looks like a little like plus symbol or like an <laughs> x it's like that classic like gun look that you know when you're watching oh, yeah. any happy old action movies and then well and then there's the girl uh-huh. and she secretly betrays so yeah oh that that's the other part we mentioned so this at one point at one point rowdy rowdy piper grabs this lady and throws her in a car she, He's like drive, drive somewhere. Basically, like, takes like, her hostage. Basically, it's pretty and takes her up. to his to her apartment, and he's like, "All right, I'm not trying to hurt you, but like, you need to trust me. And you put on these glasses, you'll see, you'll see." And she's like, "All right, well, I'm." And just she's gonna- super mercenary about it. She's like, "Look." I will put on those glasses, but I'll see whatever you want me to see, regardless of those glasses. Like basically, like I will say anything you want me to say. Please don't kill me. Yes, and but that but then she has that moment where she, I, I think she elbows him it's out of so a, good. out of like a. And she what, can tell that he's kind of torn up and no, a little freaked out. Yeah. And she just she like... She elbows him like 10 feet. She throws him She throws him through a plate glass window, yeah. like down a couple of stories onto the ground. Yeah. And, and he's awesome. fine. He gets up. And it's like, oh, so I'm great. Fine. But at the very end, you think like... I mean, I knew it. I called it when we were watching. I'm like, oh, no, she's betrayed. Well, because they shows up... She shows up in the like meeting of the secret underground, wherever, where they yeah. exchange their sunglasses for contact lenses. Yeah, and so now they don't have to wear sunglasses anymore. Yeah, which is a bummer because then they don't use the black and white scenes anymore. No, they still do. They, they still do, do a little bit. But towards the end, they, they decide to stop. Uh, it kind of like wavers in and out after a little bit. Yeah, okay. uh, but but well, but because yeah, uh, no, that no, makes sense. But I guess it's because they're not because when they're in that TV studio and they see them, yeah. that's fine because they don't need to have that there. Everybody who's there is in the know. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. But but then the um, but then yeah, she she betrays him. She shoots Keith Keith, Keith David, David. Mm-hmm. and and then she's about to shoot him. And he's like, don't. She's just like, just and he knows that she's really a human, but she's. She's turned. She's sold her humanity to these aliens, to these money. Corporate aliens. Yeah. And so shoots her and then shoots the giant thing that is tra- that is sending out a signal to make and then all the they, and, and then they're like strafing him from a from a helicopter and, and he basically he, dies. He dies, but he dies a hero. Yeah. And the world then suddenly can see all these monsters. <laughs> At least the world in, in Los Angeles. Yes. Well, I'd imagine everybody. Yeah, I, I would sort of imagine they probably have <laughs> you know multiple redundant backups yeah. of their mind well, control system. Well, I don't think so. That's what I would do. <laughs> well, See, and that's the thing. Like, they, what if, maybe they've li- never lost a hard drive What if drive they before. just made a se- what? Okay, what if they didn't remake it, but what if they made a sequel to this? What if John Carpenter was like, so, I'm going to make a so sequel to it? Is it a direct sequel that starts like immediately afterwards? No, it's like, let's say 20 years later. Well, and let's say this was an event and they've stated that this is a thing, but nobody believes. They just said, oh, this guy was a, like, that was a weird phenomenon of like weird event. Yeah, yeah. It was, it all was, right, it was right. isolated. They X-Files it. Yeah, they X-Files it. They sure. cover it up. Yeah. The aliens cover it up. Yeah, yeah. And they work with the government. And then there's some other new, who's like the new, who'd be the new version? Like, okay. Ready for this? Uh-huh. What if they got The Rock? Of course. Okay. He's perfect. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a part of me that wants The Rock to star in every big action movie yeah. right now. But, but former wrestler turned actor. What if they got The Rock and like who would be a good Keith that. David like type? Who'd be like a good like every man sort of dude who could do it? I don't know. Who's like a good like every man? What if they got um, or even better? Even if you didn't want to go with The Rock, let's say you couldn't get The Rock, say you get Chris Hemsworth to do it. <laughs> well, when you say Chris Hemsworth, I think like Anthony Mackie would be really good. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. I but don't know. Those like, Avengers are expensive. I think, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're busy for a long time too. Um, I don't know. Like I, uh, I, I just think that like they, I think they could either they could it could definitely do a sequel. But I feel like was there ever a sequel in the works? Did they ever talk about doing more than one? Not that I'm aware of. I, I, f- I feel like the the important the important thing in this movie is that. This movie is very specifically uncomplex. Yes, I agreed. It is very straightforward. It is almost slow moving. And I feel like if you... I f- 
My problem with the remake is that they'd want to explain the aliens. They'd want to show us the alien world. They'd want to give them motivations and characters instead of them just being literally faceless monsters. They're literally yeah. like the, they look like a face without skin on it. And so, I mean, they are sort of the ultimate bad guy because you, there's no compassion necessary. They are just faceless bad guys that we can kill. And, and so, you know, in that sense, it, it harkens back to that sort of 80s video game feel. Um, but uh, I feel like this is, you know, we're in 2015. We're, we're post-prequel here. So, you know, somebody's going to have to midichlorian this movie if they remade it. Unless J.J. Abrams made it, and then he'd just sort of hint, hint at it, you know, like, oh, you know, the, the aliens have this mysterious box that you can't look in, but it's the source of their power. Somebody has somebody somebody posted from 2015 from most of us a month ago. They live as the sequel to the thing? Question mark. I haven't seen the thing, so I can't speak to that. There's also a fake poster here that says they still live, and it looks like Kurt Russell's. And oh man, that would have been good back then. Yeah, put Kurt been Russell good. in there. Oh man, would have been great. But now it's too late. It is. No, I mean we still have Kurt Russell, but he's a little old now. So, yeah. but um, but okay. So let's let's wrap this up. Final thoughts, Ryan, on they live. This movie is super good, but it's 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 yeah. not. It's it's not like a good movie. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's a cult movie. If you like cult movies, if you like Big Trouble in Little China, it's you'll like this. I like this movie is, is a B movie, but it knows it's a B movie. Yes, it's and very so self-aware. and so it's as it's almost a B like, movie. It elevates the art form. I f- and I feel like Ryan, since you like this, you'll probably really like Grindhouse because I know you haven't seen Grindhouse, but I will. feel like you'd like Grindhouse because it's very similar to this and that tone. It's very straightforward. and They know exactly what they're doing. Like, and this is the same sort of thing. Yeah, it's. I mean, it. It in a way, like this could be a, a much much different movie, but because of yeah. the the type of movie it is, because it's that sort of B type movie, and it's got sort of those you know those those sort of like knowingly cheeseball elements that it gets away with a lot that, that if you tried to make this as a modern flashy Michael Bay, you know, Bay action movie wouldn't work. Yeah. And, and I feel like because of its simplicity, uh, it, it elevates it to something that if you had done it, you know, just slightly differently or, or with even like slightly better production values, it would have turned into something that's just garbage or just sort of mm-hmm. schlock instead of like, like an impressively good, bad movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, I really enjoyed this a lot. I did. I, I was Googling a search at midway through to find those sunglasses because <laughs> I wanted them so bad. Because <laughs> it's just, it, it's a, it's, it starts off a little slow, but I just, I like, I like how obviously straightforward this movie is. I, I like, I don't I, I like the kind of the John Carpenter feeling of like, it's I like very the, similar to Big the Trouble. shock of the icon of the iconography. Yeah. Iconography. Yeah. iconography. Yeah. Whatever. I can't say words. I just um, enjoy, I, you know what? It's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's funny because you're just like, oh man, this is so on the nose. But at the same time you're like, this is kind of, right this on. is so on the nose <laughs> and it like hurts it's my right. heart a little yeah, bit. It hurts yeah. my heart how right this is. So uh, I would, I would recommend it. I don't know. Ryan, what do you, what do you give us? What's the rating out of 10? Man, I, I, uh, it's weird because the last movie that we saw, Mission Impossible Two, was like a, a like a bad movie, but it still had lots of impressive action. Uh-huh. And this movie is a bad movie, but like I really cared about it and I really enjoyed it. And it like it's like a it's, good it's, bad it's, movie. It stuck with me. Yeah, it's a good bad movie. I so I want to give like a really high rating, but I also want to say like like I really like this movie, but it's like it it doesn't take me to the emotional place that 
like Speed Racer does. No, of course not. But at the same time, like I would give it a similarly high rating. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, what would you want uh, to I don't know. I want to give it like an eight or a nine. Okay. Um, let's go with a, with an eight and a half. Okay. You know, eight and a half contact okay. lenses. Okay. Eight and a half contact, co- alien, alien scene contact lenses. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with okay. that. Okay. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to do it in dollar amounts. I'm going to do eight and a half as well. Okay. Exactly the same because I think it's a solid B, which yeah. is what this movie deserves. Solid B. Uh, eight and a half. Uh, this is your God dollars. <laughs> Eight point. I don't know what the coin said. We didn't get there. But if yeah, you cut yeah. one of those in half, it says this is your in half, or this is you, or, yo, <laughs> or, yeah, or it says er God, or God, yeah, on the other <laughs> half. So, um, but yeah, that is they live, and that is our show. Um, so thank you so much Track for watching down this movie. Watch yeah, this movie. watch it. Oh, it's, by the way, blockbuster. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. I always forget blockbuster. See it at least at least see it once. It's important to see it at least one time. This is this is, uh, I I don't I don't. This is a significant film. This it's is fun. a movie that you should see. You should see. Everybody it's should fun. see this it's movie. It's fun. I might show this to my kids one day when <laughs> they're when they're I think older teenagers, and we'll just end it right before that last. Oh, what? By the time they're older teenagers, they're gonna know. Oh, okay. What I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying. You just be like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick. No. <laughs> just to be like. <gasps> Like what happened? What I don't nothing. What? I was checking my phone. I, I feel that. like your daughter would say something, but when your son gets to that age, she'll be like, nothing, nothing happened. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll find out. We have. Quite gonna, a few years before. I'm gonna make I some, to, I'm gonna make some bets. Um. So, uh, well, that is they live, and that is our show. Before we go, we want to give you a preview. We're watching next time, Ryan. I'm gonna let you because I've been in sure. the movies. You know, we we talked about uh, we talked about Edgar Wright, and we talked about sort of movies that are vaguely horror movies. Uh-huh. Uh And so, um, there's a movie that I've seen, uh, I think a couple of times now, but I but I really liked, but it never really, like it's 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 also a big cult movie, uh-huh. big cult movie. It's a cult movie. Uh, Attack the Block. Attack the block. Uh, okay, written, I've heard about by this. Joe Cornish, who is a sort of writing partner with Edgar. He Wright. actually co-wrote uh, the most of the Ant Man script. Yeah, yeah. for the new Ant Man movie. So uh, I'm super stoked to watch it because it's uh, it's, it's a good one. It's it's, it's also aliens too. If yeah, I it's correctly. aliens. It's got a. It's there's there's actually a lot that it takes from this movie. And so okay, we'll cool. Talk so about maybe it. maybe so maybe in a way Edgar Wright kind of had a <laughs> had a hand in this already. Sure. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, that's gonna do it for this time. So join us next time uh, when we watch uh, Attack the Block. And remember, whether it's blockbuster or lackluster, we're the Super Action Bros. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.